Nice snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the Big D. Fakes to Elliott and they go deep downfield and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line and taking it all the way into the end zone is Tavon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. Hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm Austin Smith, your host. Joining me as always are Ken Cunningham and Coach Ty Rogers, two of our analysts over at Pigskin Nut and a pair of lifelong Cowboy fans. And we are the Big D Beatdown. And we are brought to you today by PigskinNut.com as well as PigskinNutRadio.com. Pigskin Nut Radio is the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're in your car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, it's always better to be doing so while you're you're getting your football fix. We break down players on our pro football scouting show, as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial issues on our football roundtable. We discuss some of the all-time greats on our show like Wide Right, and we put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite teams, such as the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers, and of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Make Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio your ultimate source for football news and radio. Remember, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna get back into our uh, our roster breakdown, and today we're talking about linebackers, and uh, and obviously there's a lot to talk about with this group, uh, and it starts you know at the top with with that that duo that we dubbed Van Jalen. You know, uh, this is a. Uh, Gosh, a heck of a combo. They really both exploded onto the scene last year. Uh, Jalen Smith, I thought we kind of expected that he would probably take a step forward. But Leighton Vanderesh, you know, hey, the 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 not basically the label on him was similar to that of Taco Charlton and similar to that of Tristan Hill, who we've got this year. This guy is a uh, a, a moldable project that's got very good physical attributes that we think can make a good linebacker, and suddenly. He was a good linebacker, just like that. You know, Sean Lee went down, and he seized the opportunity. And I'm going to swing this over to you first, Ty. Uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, Jalen Smith and, and Leighton Vander Esch and just exactly, you know, what do we need to see from this duo? Obviously, coming off such a strong year, what do we need to see from them in the preseason? You know, when we do these type of breakdowns, it's real easy to go, okay, you know, these guys did this, but we really want this. This position, that's not easy to do because, I mean, even Pro Football Talk uh, named, uh, you know, Lee Menrish and, and Jalen Smith the, the best linebacker duo in the NFL, and, and I agree. I think that when you watch the Cowboys play, particularly the last half of the season, those two athletes were able to match up against anybody in the league in the past game, were able to stuff the run. Um, I mean, the plays that Lee Menrish made on the edge against screens, I mean, we all remember – how he, you know, late in the fourth quarter against Alvin Kamara and the Saints literally just blows up a screen and makes a tackle to, to get the Saints off the field, um, you know, which is in turn led the Cowboys, you know, uh, getting the ball back and scoring. I mean, these two guys are some of the best young talent in the NFL. And so if anything, I'm excited 
because what I believe I'm going to see is two guys that for the first time, uh, obviously Leighton Vanders being a rookie, but we forget Jalen Smith has not had a full offseason in the Cowboys' weight system as a player, as a healthy player, until this year. And that is amazing to think about. The fact that both of them are coming off of full off-seasons, have had the opportunity to work very closely uh, you know, with uh, the Cowboys' coaching staff, um, to be able to get in and get bigger and faster and stronger, it's just scary. And I want to see them be exactly what I believe they're going to be, which is the dominant force in linebacking in the NFC, and if not, in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I agree with you, man. Can't, you know, that, that you, you get so excited to think that, man, this is, you know, we talk about the biggest jump for, for young NFL players being that first to second year because of being in that, oh, that weight room, that NFL weight room for a full year. And, and guys, Leighton Vander Esch, man, he's a, he's a physical phenom. I mean, this is a guy that, uh, you know, a year in, in an NFL, you know, weight room is, is I, I can't wait to see what it's done to him. And I can't wait to see the kind of chemistry these two have, have gained over the summer together. And Ken, that's, that's what I want to, you know, toss your way, man. These guys, you know, so many times last year, the plays they made just infused energy into this defense these guys were just the intensity they played with the the you know the 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 ability to make a game changing or a a drive ending play just it it just absolutely breathed intensity into this defense you know with these two guys a, a full off season together what are you expecting to see this preseason yeah i mean with with these guys i'm looking to see you know more of the same like I mean, you look at the the numbers, I mean, these guys put up. I mean, we're talking about tackling machines. I mean, we're talking 260 tackles last year between the two of them. And, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch didn't, you know, he didn't even start, start from the, from the, right from the get-go, you know. To think about how many tackles he had with only starting 11 games, I mean, it's truly, it's truly remarkable. Now, we talk about how these guys are just athletic specimens. And Jalen Smith, I mean, can you not just watch that guy run sideline to sideline and make a tackle just on repeat? I mean, it's, it is amazing how, that, how much ground this guy can cover. Like, some of the plays he made against the Saints, it is just truly, it's truly remarkable. Now, I mean, but let's, you know, obviously we're praising these guys. High, 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 these two linebackers. But... Like we talked about, you know, many times, you know, we told we go back to that Rams game and and how, you know, that's the that's the sour taste in Cowboys fans' mouth. And, you know, Jalen Smith still played a pretty good a pretty good game, but Leighton Mander has struggled that game. I think he only had a, he had about four tackles that game, and there was large stretches of that game where they actually brought Sean Lee back in there to you know to, to actually, you know, play the middle of the field again and you know i like to see Leighton, you know build off that how does he respond to that you know let's let's get him with a full season a full training camp under you know under under his belt because remember you know last year he hurt himself in the beginning of training camp he didn't do a whole lot you know that he did yeah yeah he, he did not do a whole lot so we're talking about this this tandem who between Leighton not playing much in the beginning of training camp and not starting at the beginning of the season, I mean, the chemistry, you know, was 
almost look great right out of the bat from these two. Just imagine the chemistry these guys are going to have with a full offseason together as they roll into week one. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and guys, I, I'll be honest with you. If, if I'm looking for one thing this preseason, obviously we know, and I've gone on a rant about this in the past, about how, hey, we're, we're probably not going to see a ton of snaps from these guys. Uh, that's just how NFL teams do it. You know, certain, you know, positions, certain players, uh, you know, obviously Jalen with, with, you know, that, that history of the knee injury, obviously, you know, it appears that, that everything's good to go with him on that, uh, especially after what we saw last year, but you know, you still have, you know, precautions that you take and in the preseason, that's a guy that, that, you know, you can spare a little bit, you know, when it comes to the actual games themselves, if if we are going to get a chance to see something, I, I want to see these guys really improve their I, – I, and, and that's the thing. They played great against the pass last year at times, but I want to see them improve their their variety on passing downs. And what I mean by that, I want to see Jalen Smith – become a true weapon on the blitz. And this is something that he's capable of. For everybody that watched him at Notre Dame, guys, this was a guy that that really was a a versatile linebacker for the for Notre Dame when he played there. And and we have seen specks of it. We saw some glimpses of it, but man, you know, if you know, we don't know what we're going to get out of this pass rush per se. We've got a lot of high hopes for Robert Quinn and Malik Collins in a contract year and Tristan Hill, the young guy, and, and some of these other players on the pass rush. But outside of Demarcus Lawrence, we don't have any solid answers right now, you know, as to how good we're going to be at getting to the quarterback. And Jalen Smith can be an answer. If if they find ways to employ him, employ him that way, and 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 I want to say this too, with Sean Lee being back, and we'll get to him here in two seconds. With Sean Lee being back, you know, it opens up the ability to maybe use him in that in that way to be able to to move him around the defense on obvious passing downs and ask. And I know Sean Lee's not great in coverage, but this is still one of the most uh, one of the more instinctual players on our roster. This guy's always found ways to get it done. So. You know, if that's the case, and I'd love to see that, and I'd love to see Leighton Vanderesh, you know, take uh, a little bit more. And, and he did some very good things. I mean, watching him, you talk about watching Jalen Smith go sideline to sideline. I love watching Jalen or, or Leighton Vanderesh cover guys down the middle of the field when he's asked to in that Tampa two set. I mean, this this is something that he can do. I would like to see them occasionally, maybe uh, maybe identify. Uh, and they did it last year with running backs. He he was a guy that that spied running backs a bit. I wonder if we couldn't see him possibly do it on tight ends. You know, we've got some pretty darn good tight ends in in our division with Evan Ingram and obviously you know Ertz out in Philadelphia. And I'd really like to see uh I'd really like to see them possibly give him a shot. Hey, let's see you press these guys. You, we know if they can't get up to speed that you can run with them. So m- maybe that could be an option. Let's just see more versatility from them. And I'd like to see them sprinkle that in in the preseason, preseason, you know, as something that puts fear in a lot of these offensive coordinators' minds that, wow, these guys, you just don't know what to expect from them on passing downs. So that that's kind of what I'm looking for. And I'm going to go back to you, Ken, because I mentioned Sean Lee. You know, he's back. 
and they are going to transition him to that Sam linebacker position, which is not something that he's been accustomed to at any point in his playing career, to my knowledge. Certainly not at Penn State, certainly not here in the NFL. You know, in, in our Tampa 2 system, the Sam linebacker has a much different mindset than the other two. Those guys flow to the football. They run to the football. You know, they get to the ball. That is their job. Sean Lee and that strong side linebacker, that's not the case. You know, you got to, you're forcing the ball the other direction. You're taking on blocks. You know, you're prioritizing lead blockers and, and, and reads as opposed to there's the football, go get it. So, you know, talk to me about that, Ken. Talk to me about what you want to see from Sean Lee. And once again, it's probably not going to be a large sample size, but what what's going to make you feel good about Sean Lee being back on this defense from what you've seen in the preseason? Yeah, I mean, Sean Lee, the whole him playing strong style, like you said, Dallas doesn't do a whole lot of base defense to begin with. So, you know, we're not expecting a whole lot about that. But, but it is pretty exciting to think about getting, you know, Sean Lee, Leighton Vanderess, and Jalen Smith all in the field at the same time, especially with the the natural the instincts that that Sean Lee has. I mean the 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 coaching mindset that this guy has. I mean, yeah, he can he can see it from the sidelines and help these guys out. And you know, when they come along come along after after a series, he can tell these guys what he's seen from the sideline. But just imagine the instincts that you know Sean Lee could have out there and how he can even help out. Leighton and Jalen, even from the strong side, he can see he could they see things happening out there and make calls just as just as easier, you know, give guys a heads up about what he's seeing because we've seen Sean Lee do that his entire career. Now, I do think his his main role on this football team, in my personal opinion, I think he's going to be he's still going to be that backup, you know, linebacker to spare Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch some snaps. And, you know, Sean Lee, he's, he's a heck of a football player. We know the story with him and we know the injuries. But I think, you know, if he can stay healthy, I think that, you know, Sean, Sean Lee can really be a nice piece to come in there every third, third or fourth series, even if it's for a couple plays, to really, you know, to not have a huge drop-off. Because Sean Lee healthy and, you know, he's getting up there in age. But I think when he's healthy, he can, stay, he can still play this game at a, at a high level. Boy, and you hit the nail right on the head there at the end. Healthy. Sean Lee I mean, let's be honest, you know, your, your days in the NFL are just, they're ticking down. Uh, obviously that's sad to say because, uh, the guy is just a, a, a class act on and off the football field, but you know what? His body just has not been able to, uh, to sustain the punishment that the NFL's provided, you know, on a regular enough basis for him to have the numbers to show the true football player he is. Cause he's a darn good football player. I'll argue that. I don't care what stat lines say. I don't care how much he's been injured. Sean Lee's been one of the best football players on this team ever since he stepped foot in a, in a Cowboys uniform. And, and, and unfortunately his body just has not allowed for him to show that on a, a wider scale other than, you know, what true Cowboy fans see and what they know about him. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this much. If he can just get through this process healthy, I, I'd, you know, every game, you know, but that, that that's really what it comes down to. You know, I don't know if Sean Lee plays on this football team in 2020. You know, I don't know if he plays football anymore after 20, uh, after 2019 season. So, but, you know, 
if this is the last hurrah, man, give us one healthy year with all this talent we've got on the defense. A ton of guys with one-year contracts in front of you with a lot to prove. You know, a young secondary that's hopefully going to take a step forward under Chris Richard's tutelage for the second year. You know, an offense that seems like it's kind of gonna ha- it's gonna have the balance that we've been searching for for quite a while. Sean Lee, give us that health, man. And 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 we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, I'm gonna swing it over to Coach Ty and ask him about some of those instincts I was mentioning earlier. Because obviously, as an offensive line coach, he he knows you know about you know the some of the tendencies on that strong side and what you expect to get from a guy like the strong side linebacker. So uh, we'll get to him when we get back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back, Cowboys fans. This is the Big D Beatdown, and I'm your host, Austin Smith, joined, as always, by Coach Ty Rogers and Ken Cuttingham. And, uh, and Ty, before we uh, went to break, I mentioned, you know, that I wanted to hear you kind of talk about the difference in the instincts from those those run and flow linebackers in this four three defense, you know that 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 play the Mike and Will compared to the instincts it takes to be successful on the strong side at the Sam linebacker position. And you're an offensive lineman, obviously. You know, you know th- there's a different approach when you uh, when when you've got guys that are trying to cut off that Mike, trying to cut off that Will, trying to you know chip and get to them, you know as opposed to that strong side linebacker where the biggest thing with him is to try and, you know, get him wide, trying to blow him out of the play and things like that. How, how much different is this going to be for Sean Lee? Well, it's definitely different. Um, defenses have to have three things to be successful from their linebacking core. They have to have a spiller, they have to have a scraper, and they have to have a force player. Um, for those who are not big on football vernacular, uh, what that means is you've got to have one linebacker to set the edge, which is the job that Sean Lee is about to take on. Uh, he's a spiller uh, in this defense this year. You have to have a scraper, which is usually the Michael linebacker, which is where Sean Lee has pay- played in the past, uh, where that guy is going to be the first head on the tackle. Um, he's going to be the guy that's going to have to fight through interior linemen going from inside to out uh, to make plays. And then you've got to have a force player. And, uh, you know, that's the guy that has to be able to shut the flow off and make sure that whoever carries the ball is not uh, going to be able to to break the seal uh, of the defense and and end up around the edge um, and and, you know, be able to, you know, out leverage uh, defenders. So uh, going from a guy who's a scraper to going to the spiller is a lot like going from. Uh, being, you know, uh, a guy who is only concerned really with the football to being a guy who has to be more physical on every play. As an offensive lineman, we are always going to count. Uh, the offensive line is always going to count for the for the the spiller. We're going to make sure that that guy is taken care of. Uh, you're not always going to account for the for the scraper, and, and because. Uh, just you've got five guys uh, that are blocking on every play, possibly a six with an H-back or tight end, and the numbers just don't work that way. Uh, you've got to block your three down linemen to the play side most of the time. You've got to block the two linebackers, uh, you know, Mike and, and Sam, and, and that guy who's a, a scraper is, you know, at the, at the will uh, or at the mic, depending on which way it's going, is going to have a free run. And so Sean Lee is going to get a lot more flack 
uh, right at him, and he's going to have to be a lot more physical at the point of attack. Um, can he do that? You know, that that's the question. Uh, I think that he's got the talent to do it. I think everybody knows that he's got the football knowledge to do it. Um, hopefully he's spent this offseason really working on his, his strength. And when I say strength, not necessarily getting in the weight room and doing bench press, uh, but really working on his functional strength, working in the weight room on his, his power cleans, working on squats, getting ready to take on bigger, stronger defenders to the run side. Uh, you know, like Ken said, when, when it's a passing down, Sean Lee's not going to be in very often. He's going to be replaced by a safety, and they're going to go with a four-two-five look uh, so that that guy can, uh, whoever replaces him in that position, uh, can cover a wide receiver or, or somebody who's a little bit more apt to be running a route. And that you know responsibility is not quite as uh, is not quite as uh, put on the linebacker. So if Sean Lee can be strong in those positions and really turn plays back in uh, and make offensive linemen have to work uh, to get to the edge, then the other two guys behind him, we know that they can clean it up. Um, you know, like you said, the biggest thing that Sean Lee's career has had a concern with is is his health. He's going to take more of a beating per play in the same linebacker position than he would at the will. Uh, so hopefully he can get a little stronger and bulk up a little bit, knowing he doesn't have to be quite as fast across the field. And like we talked about, play the amount of plays that give him the opportunity to be healthy all year long. And if he can do that and help set uh, the table for the other two guys, then the, the Cowboys defense will be much improved against the run when it, when it matters. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 you know, as you were talking there, I kind of came up with my own little analogy in my head, moving from the Mike or the, the will linebacker position to the Sam linebacker position is kind of like a point guard. Who's always been a score first guy being asked now, Hey man, we need you to lead this team in assists. We need you to get other guys baskets. Cause that's basically what's happening. We need you to take on blocks and force the ball back to Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch. That's your job. And guys, you know, it's funny. It seems like it's, you know, it's basically the exact opposite of what Sean Lee's proven over his career because, hey, we've always tried to keep him away from contact as much as possible. Now we're putting you right in the direct path of it. You know what, guys? Hey, it doesn't make a ton of sense in that nature, but, hey, if Sean Lee can stay healthy, I'm confident he's got the ability to do it. Now, I'm going to swing things back over to you, Ken, because the next name in line is Joe Thomas. And this is a guy who has proven that he can handle linebacker duties at probably any position on, on, in our system, whether it's the Sam, the Mike, or the Will. And he can do them at a, a good enough level to make us feel confident you know, that, that our defense won't have much drop-off if someone goes down. And you talked about the idea of Sean Lee. Hey, you know, being a possible Mike or Will linebacker, if, you know, a, a, to spell those guys at times, as well as, you know, who knows? Wait, you know, Jalen Smith, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch, these are guys, hey, these are linebackers, you know, injuries happen. So, you know, how valuable can is a Joe Thomas, a guy that, hey, man, you need me to step in if, if, if Sean Lee's, you know, you know, a little banged up and, and taking on blocks isn't something that he needs to be doing for the next week or two, I can step in at Sam linebacker and we can let him be the primary backup to Leighton and Jalen. 
Or better yet, if one of those guys go down and Sean Lee's excelling at his role, I can step in for them. How valuable is a guy like that? I think he's he's really valuable. And we're talking about a guy that he had a pretty pretty good uh, 2016 season with with the Packers. And then, you know, 2017 didn't do a whole lot, you know, before coming to Dallas. And there was there was actually times last year where he really jumped out. He really jumped out on the screen, you know, during Sean Lee's injury. You know, there was times where, uh, you know, uh, Leighton Vanders was a little banged up. He had, he had a few ongoing things last year, too. And, and Joe Thomas had to plug in, plug in for some snaps. And, you know, there were some really valuable snaps. And he, and he did a really good job. And, you know, this is this is a team that, you know, they're built they're built around this defense. And this is what we're we're riding high on, you know, after a really strong, really strong, you know, last season with this defense. And, you know, how do you how do you keep your defense so good? How, how do good defenses survive? And and that's based off of that's all depth, because like we said, I mean, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanders, they're young and they got a lot of life in those legs, but man, they can't play every single snap. And like you said, nothing has told told me over the last ten years that we can we can guarantee, you know, Sean Lee's health health out there. So I think, you know, to to really bolster your defense, you have to have you have it's it's the NFL is to sum it up, it is a next guy up, you know, mentality. That's what you have to have. And there's been a lot of times where Dallas had good football teams and, you know, one or two guys get hurt and all of a sudden it really exposes whether it was the offense or the defense or a certain position. And I don't think that this is the, the case, you know, this year with this team really across multiple positions, but especially, you know, with the linebackers and, and, and Joe, Joe Thomas is a, is really, he's, he's a big reason for that. Yeah, and you know, I, I Ken, you you kind of made the point that I've made in the past when we've talked about the linebackers and particularly Joe Thomas. For those that don't remember training camp last year, obviously, you know, there's a ton of storylines throughout training camp, but one that was pretty consistent throughout was, man, our linebackers were looking good. And this was before Leighton Vander Esch had ever gotten to the starting lineup. I mean, Sean Lee was healthy for the most part in the training camp. Jalen Smith was looking more and more like the player we'd hoped he would be. Damian Wilson, you know, was our strong side guy that was going to be starting for a second straight year. Obviously, he's not here now. But, you know, we had our starters. We had a future starter in Leighton Vander Esch. And Joe Thomas and 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 Lillard March, you know, the, these guys were not giving their their snaps up. They 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 didn't care about how versatile a guy like Leighton Vanderus was thought to be or Damian Wilson was. Hey, you know what? The you know when, when somebody goes down at my position, I'm stepping into that role. And for those of y'all who he t- uh, you know Ken just talked about Joe Thomas in Green Bay. You know this is not a guy that has ever lacked confidence. I remember when Joe Thomas came into this league, he told people that he thought he could be one of the best linebackers the NFL's ever seen. And, you know, obviously, you know, the play hasn't necessarily backed that up. But, you know, I love a linebacker that believes that in his heart that says, hey, guys, I can come in and I can make plays. I don't care who's starting in front of me. I don't care who else, you know, is an option to put in. When you put me on that football field, I treat it as, hey, that's my job now. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to do what this football team needs me to do in order for us to win. I love that about Joe Thomas. That's what I want to see from him in the preseason. Uh, Coach Ty, I'm going to swing it over to you now. We're going to talk about Chris Covington because this is, you know, the Cowboys have had luck 
on that day, on day three with linebackers in recent history, Anthony Hitchens, Damian Wilson, who I just mentioned, you know, a guy like Mark Ziacha, who, who wasn't, you know, as, wasn't really ever healthy with his time here in Dallas, but Hey, he's found jobs in the NFL, uh, particularly in San Francisco. And he found a way, you know, to stick on a roster and make plays for them. Uh, you know, we've had luck with, with the linebacker on day three. Chris Covington was expected to be that next guy. What are some things you're hoping to see from Covington moving forward? Well, you know, we talked about Sean Lee's new role, and, uh, you know, Chris Covington has a lot of the physical attributes that when you draw up what a prototypical Sam linebacker looks like, uh, that, you know, that's what you want. And so, I you know, we I think everybody wants to see him play a bigger role. And, um, you know, we know that Sean Lee, like you said, Austin, you know, is is here for one more year and we don't know past that. So what I want to see is I want to see this guy making plays, whether it's Sam or whether he's playing the backup mic. Um, and I want to see him grow into making big plays into plays that are memorable. Um, you know, a lot of the same way that, you know, Anthony Brown and Xavier Woods did last year. Uh, you know, where they came in and you didn't know really what to expect for them. And all of a sudden they were breakout guys. Um, you know, I want to see him be a part of the defense that, you know, maybe, like I said, he, he spells, you know, Leighton Vanderish on a series or, or he spells Sean Lee on a series and he makes big plays and maybe becomes a bigger role throughout the year, um, which will save Sean Lee, will, will give him the opportunity to get off the field and, and um, you know, give us, you know, still three solid linebackers we play in our base uh, package. It'll save Leighton Vander Esch uh, and give the Cowboys the opportunity to not have those guys be, you know, what I think happened in L.A., which was I think Leighton Vander Esch was beat up pretty good by the end of the season. Um, and, and more than anything else, you know, give us another guy that's explosive that can make plays and, and make tackles uh, that we can count on here in the future and this year can be a guy who's going to make big plays. I mean, you know, turnover type plays, uh, you know, big hits, uh, things that are going to continue to advance uh, the Cowboys defense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and Chris Covington, you know, you are exactly right. He is built like you would like a strong side linebacker to be built. Now, that wasn't exactly the position he played in college, but when you just look at his frame and look at the the broadness of his shoulders, how thick his frame is, how thick, you know, his lower half is, he's just built to be able to absorb contact. You know, and that's how you want him to be built because hey guys, yes, there are going to be times where you attack lead blockers, but there's also going to be times where you're the nail and they're the hammer and bud we can't have you being driven all the way to the sideline and out of the play. We need you to be able to absorb that contact, to be able to sink that rear end, and to be able to hold your ground in order to force that play back to your help. Um, I would love for him to show me the things that we've seen from the guys I've mentioned you know, earlier. Damian Wilson, when he was here in Dallas, this was a guy that showed us that, man, hey, we can let a Kyle uh, a Wilbur go. You know, and I can I can take that role. I can step into that role. You know, I and and he showed us that with his work, his light work during the season in his early years, as well as his preseason work. That's what I want to see from Chris Covington. And I caught myself. I almost said Christian Covington. That's what I want to see from Chris Covington. We got two of them here. Um, I want to see him show me that. Hey, 
I think we've got our future strong side linebacker on this roster. We've got a guy that we trust to make to play that position, whether Sean Lee goes down, whether, you know, this is his last year in Dallas, we've got it covered down the road. That's what I want to see. And, you know, before we get into our predictions on how many linebackers we're keeping, um, you know, I, I want to say this too. Justin Lillard March obviously has been a special teams demon for this team. He's a guy that once again had a very good training camp last year that made the Cowboys just absolutely feel secure about our linebacker position. I mean, en- enough to keep, you know, seven of them last year. So, you know, he I'd love to see that training camp from him and I'd love for him to be able to set the standard for any other linebacker under him. Hey guys, if you if Kyle Kiero for instance, who was on our practice squad all year long and guys more and more nowadays, it's rare to see a guy be on a practice squad from start to finish, you know, to be able to get that full year of understanding of our system. You know, that's very rare nowadays. So many guys bump from roster to roster or get brought up and then get cut and then wind up on, you know, as a free agent or wind up being, you know, going to somebody else's practice squad. Um, I'd love to see Justin Lillard March set the standard for a Kyle Kiero. Hey, bud, because if you're going to make this roster, you've got to outplay me. You've got to prove that you're more valuable to this team than I am as a special teams guy that can also step in and do some things in the defense. And I'll say this much. I was a big fan of Kyle Chiaro when he came out of Northwestern, when we signed him as an undrafted free agent last season. You know, um, I, I really liked He was a strong safety slash linebacker type. I loved that uh, mobility that he brought to the position because, hey, uh, Mike and the and the Will both have to be able to run and both have to be able to play three downs in this system. This is a guy that I thought with the added weights could do that. We've heard reports that he ha- looks much more like a linebacker. That's great. When the pads come on, it's time to play like a linebacker. I'd love to see Kyle Chiero step up and say, hey, guys, you know, yes, I can be a guy that backs up both the Mike and the Will down the road. I can be a guy that's got that 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 depth spot covered. I'd love to see that. I'd love for, you know, guys like like, you know, Andrew Donnell and and Luke Gifford. I'd love uh I'd love, you know, I, I beg your pardon, Andrew Dowell. I'm having a, a brain fart, but I, I'd love for these guys from Michigan State, Nebraska, you know, I'd love for them to show what Kyle Carroll showed last year. Hey, I'm probably not going to make the roster, but I'm going to show you enough for you to put me on that practice squad. And, you know, and and try and keep me around for a full year to learn the system and try and carve out a role for myself down in the future. That's kind of what I'm looking at for them. And with that being said, I'm going to you, uh, Ken. Uh, how many linebackers make this roster and who are they? I, I'm i going to go with six linebackers who are going to make this roster. And I'm going to go with, uh, obviously, you know, Jalen and Layton, Sean Lee. Uh, Joe Thomas, Justin March, Lillard, and Chris Covington are my six. But I do like the point that you made. It's real quick, you know, the special teams factor into this because, you know, we look at Covington and Justin March, Lillard as these special teams guys. But, you know, with Jalen and LVE taking a lot of snaps, and we know that Sean Lee and Joe Thomas are there to back them up when they can't make the field, we've got to remember that Dallas wasn't very good on special teams last year. So they might, you know, if one of these other linebackers really flashes special teams and they think that could help this football team, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these guys can slide in there because 
they didn't cover kicks and punch too well. So that really is that's something to that's something to keep an eye on in preseason and in training camp to see how some of these other guys do do on special teams because that could that could weigh you know into the into the final decision. Absolutely, again, yeah. Um, I, and I'm going over to you, Coach Ty. What do you think? How many linebackers? Who are they? Ty, you with us, sir? Sorry about that. My microphone was uh, on mute. Uh, I think they keep six, and uh, I'm going to agree with Ken. Uh, obviously, Lane Banner, Jalen Smith, and Sean Lee are locks. Um, I think Joe Thomas, Justin Marshall, and Chris Covington are, are the three backups. Um, I think the one person that can make it interesting, and we talked about this the other night in uh, pre-production, is uh, you know Jalen Jelks. What do they do with him? Uh, is he a guy that can you know bump on those other guys off? Uh, we talked about the special teams thing. I mean, this guy is a athletic freak. Um, you know, can he be a guy that you know can can push uh, you know somebody like Joe Thomas or somebody uh, you know like Justin Marshall Lillard and make those guys have to fight for their job? Uh, he might be an X factor guy that you know makes the roster as a special teams guy, uh, but I, I'm going to go with six. Yeah, and you know, for for everybody listening, if you haven't listened to our defensive line, uh, our defensive line episode yet, what what uh, Ty's talking about is Ken brought it up because Jalen Jelks has a very very unique skill set. He is a tall yet slender build, but he plays with a little bit of power and plays with some position flex. And there's been some talks about the possibility of, especially coming out of Oregon, when we weren't sure who was going to draft him or where he was going to end up. He could have been a 3-4 outside linebacker in a lot of systems. So, you know, he talked about, you know, the possibility. Does this guy, you know, have a skill set? Guys, Kyle Wilbur was a very similar player coming out. If y'all remember Kyle Wilbur, he was an edge rusher at Wake Forest. He came here, kind of became a edge rusher slash strong side linebacker, and before you know it, linebacker was his home. I don't expect that to happen with Jelks. However, you can never put it past NFL teams nowadays with how complex offenses and personnel groups are on the offensive side of the football. I'm defenses are starting to to throw the same things back at them. Hey, we've got a guy like Jalen Jelks that we can line up in a variety of places. And 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 so and so, you know, yes, that does build a little bit of intrigue for a team to be able to to walk Jalen Jelks down as maybe a fourth linebacker even or, you know, somebody that can can be an edge rusher type player. But also on occasion, we can shift pre snap on you and he can play a little bit at the Sam. I don't know how much we'll see from him that uh, at at least in this training camp, I think right now Cowboys want to look at him as an edge rusher and let's just figure out how we can get you to the quarterback and if you can do it at a high enough level to make this roster. But say he does, that could be something that he presents down the line. Uh, so, And we talked about that on the defensive line show. Uh, so, I mean, it is intriguing. I don't see it's something. think it's something we'll see this particular preseason, but it is something that could be in the future for the Cowboys should he find a place initially on this roster as an edge rusher. Uh, now, for my prediction, guys, I, you know, I'm going to make this as simple. I'm, I'm going with y'all. Six guys across the board. I'd love to go out on that limb for a guy like Kyle Quiero, but, you know, Linebacker's not the same as some of these other positions when you talk about a guy swapping positions. Uh, you know, this uh, going from strong safety to linebacker, hey, yeah, you can put on the weight and you can look the part, but it's a whole nother world. 
I mean, in that box. And I know strong safeties, yes. They, they're still, you know, strong safeties that spend a lot of their time in the box, and I get that. But being a linebacker, you're always accounted for. I mean, in an offensive line blocking scheme, strong safeties aren't always accounted for. Linebackers are always accounted for. So, you know, you are always going to be taking on big boys, and and that's what I've got to see from Kyle Chiaro. I'd love to go out on a limb and say that I think that that the tra- he transitions smoothly now that he's put on the added weight. Uh, I've got to see it before I'm willing to uh, to put my stamp of approval on it, though. So I've got Justin Lillard March being that sixth spot as of now, and uh, and us going with six. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up here, guys. Um, you know, thank you very much for listening to the Big DB Down today. When we return next time, we are going to talk about the cornerbacks. It's our final position we haven't covered yet. We're going to talk about Byron Jones, Cheeto Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, all these young guys that they've brought in. We're going to get into all that next time here on the Big D Beatdown. And uh, don't forget to visit us over at Pigskin Nut Radio, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio, as well as pigskinnut.com for all our write-ups on the Dallas Cowboys. And like I say, if you still haven't checked it out, Tyler Heavy's uh, training camp preview is outstanding. Gabe Palacios' season predictions are outstanding. Make sure and check those out over at pigskinnut.com. And remember, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. Also, if you like what you hear, be sure and subscribe to our show on a variety of platforms. The Big D Beatdown is available on the in the Apple and Google Podcast stores, as well as on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Click the subscribe button, and they'll notify you every time we put up an episode. And by all means, we love it when you share our episodes and bring new viewers to the show. When the season gets here, we're going to be doing a lot of fan mail, talking about the past week's game or the future game, and getting the fans involved uh, from our show. We already get a lot of comments from you guys on a variety of social media platforms. We love it. We want to continue to get more people doing it. So by all means, share our stuff. Spread the word on the Big D Beatdown. And that's going to be all today, guys. I'm Austin Smith, your host, joined as always by Ken Cunningham and Coach Ty Rogers. We are the Big D Beatdown, and good night, Cowboy fans.